Hello there, D&D aficionados and good peoples of the role-playing pantheon. Welcome to... Members from a Chimney. Part 2 A Crimson Nid podcast that will journey with four wayward adventurers into the heart of the Southlands, a land of mystery and adventure, where riches and dangers await those brave enough to cross the wild expanses. My name is Stacy, and my player and game master handle is Dagobah. The campaign setting is Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e rule set, and we game using Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. So, no more to be said. Let's just sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. Inside the black bird cage, you see a silvery-haired, tiny female sprite, all dressed in black. She lays on the bottom of the cage, and she does not move. Um, does she look dead? Does she look dead? Is she breathing? Give me a medicine check. Is she pining for the fjords? <laughs> Is she pushing up daisies? Looking into the medicine, looking into the bird cage, Norbit, you are not able to tell. I'm going to gently blow on her. Ligger is also bending downwards and looking closer at her. <laughs> Shoot her with the short bow? <laughs> no, 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 no. I was testing. Okay. To see if the effect was uh, actually being effective. Okay, so Norbit is blowing on her, and what are you doing, Clicker? Is she, she's just bending down and looking at her closely. Is, is the sprite crying or something? All right, you can give me mm. your medicine check as well, then, Clicker. <laughs> yeah, we're really good. One rolls a dirty five, the other rolls a dirty six. As well, you look at her and. You're sitting there and he's like, she's not moving, she's not moving. But her, and it's hard to tell because her, her coloring is, her skin has that silveryish look, her clothes are black. You know, does that silvery look look healthy or does it look like the paleness of death? But then you just see a very shakily indrawn breath and a very slow exhale. she awake? Are the eyes open? No. She's unconscious. Well, let's free her. Can I can I safely take her out of the cage and get her to shore? Like, can I hold her above my head while I swim? All that kind of stuff without drowning her? Okay. The cage is closed. Yeah, we we'll, we can open the open the cage. How are you going to open the cage? Clicker, did you get that set of thieves tools that we had? What thieves tools? In the tent, there's a set of thieves tools in the tent. Did you get them? Oh, I had no look at the tent interior. Okay, have you? Can you open the door? Clicker. Just turns around like like when you're when you're telling your your child to to go fetch their siblings, 
and they just stand on the same spot, turn around, and then scream through the entire house for their names. That's what she's doing. She's just turning around. Lauren! Lauren! <laughs> what? What's going on? I'm busy eating the eel. Thieves! Tools! You call them thieves tools? Well, I mean, that seems a bit harsh. I need them! Oh, oh, you need thieves tools. Right. Um, I, I saw some in the uh, tent. Do you want those? No! The other ones! That what? Which and you can see on ne next next to the next to the cage, she's just tilting her head again and crossing her arms. Well, I don't know what other ones you got um, here after, but um, I'll get those ones from the tent. Just just wait wait here, and I head to the tent and collect them. All right, and then I hold them up on the edge of the uh, water. Is this the ones you meant? All of them. You want me to throw them? And she's holding her hands up and uh, gets into into a crouching position to be ready to jump if necessary. Um, I mean, you realize if I miss, it goes to the bottom of the lake. She shrugs and then nods and there's a very slight clicking sound coming from her in anticipation. Uh, okay. Probably... I mean, I, I noticed just now, but you probably have noticed that her her cold has subsided for the most part, because who knows how long we were out for it. And yeah, since since we were at around that fake fake lake inside the underburrows, there were no signs of her being sickly or anything. She seems quite relieved, if anything. All right. I'll, I'll wait for these uh, thieves tools. Are they in a nice little packet so it can just be thrown yep. all in one hit? Okay, yep. I'll go, uh, here it goes, get ready. And I love them over. All right, give me your ranged attack throw. Okay, I'll just use um, my yeah, yeah, uh, short bow. Mm -hmm. And you can give me your dexterity or acrobatics clicker to catch. 17, nice. Eighteen. So you lob the you lob the thieves tool, and it is like damn near a perfect throw. It arches up, and it just starts dropping unerringly directly towards the Clicker. And Clicker, with a dirty eighteen, you tell me how easily did you catch that? She's gonna turn around half halfway while the thing is in the air, and just. Catch it behind her back with one hand. <laughs> and indeed, you managed to catch it behind your back, just like that. And already starts to to open it up and open the box up and get to work on the lock. Basically, I'm just going to say you're going to take do a taking 20 type scenario here where you're just going to take your time. Or are you going to try to rush to do it? Because... Taking 20 just means you take your time and you're going to do it, or you're mm -hmm. just going to rush and give a, a thieves tool with your dexterity, tied to your dexterity. Which way do you want to go? She's trying to make it look good, 
So she's taking the, the fast approach. All right, then with your feet, there you go. 22. And just like that, oh, there was no... Why didn't that work with your thieves tool? I'm so disappointed. What didn't... Oh, the sound? Yeah. Hmm. There should have been... We're not getting any sounds, now that you mention it. When when he did the short bow attack, there was no sound either. Um, I twang, yeah. No, it, it's, if you would have rolled damage on your short, short bow, you would have heard it. Ah. Really? There you go. Oh, there you go. And the thieves tool, why that didn't work is because the T in the tools needs to be capital. It's case sensitive. Oh. Yeah. yeah, just drag it out of the party shape. Now that was in my skill tab. Yeah, and your skills so tab just changed. Change the T and tools to uppercase, and then it'll yep. it'll do the sound effect next time around. Anyways, yeah. So you manage with your your lockpick. There is a little latch at the bottom of the cage, and you easily, I mean, with a lot of panache, I suppose, you manage to readily, quickly pop open that lock. There is the audible sound of the. As the, the lock opens, I don't know if, if you magnify it or not as you did before. Yep. Reinforced by Licker clicking herself. And the bottom of the cage swings open and the comatose, unconscious little sprite falls into your hands. Cool. She moves just barely a little in your hands as you hold her. Weighs next to nothing. Put her on the back of my shell and I'll take her back to the shore. To the tent. Okay. Yeah, so Clicker takes the... So he does that and we go back to the, the tent where we take the sprite who looks a lot like the sprite that we've known before. What was the other sprite's name? You've never known a sprite Silhouette. before. Yes. No, I haven't. Um, and I will examine the sprite and see if I can determine what's wrong with her. You already tried when she was in the cage. You, you already did your medicine check. So... Oh, did I? Oh. Carefully, you... The two of you situate her in such a fashion that she's cradled well on Norbit's shell. And he slowly swims back to the shore, carrying the small figure with you. And... You get back to the little campsite you guys have made, carrying the, the sprite with you. Yeah, and the thief's tools are being carried over in Licker's beak. Okay. So she's just holding her, her head up above the water as she's swimming, so they don't yeah. get wet. Cool. Keeping her tiny wings dry. Wait, wings? What? Yeah, she's got wings. No, wait, the thieves' tools are carried in the beak. Norbert oh, has... I thought you said you were keeping the, her head dry. Yeah, her, her own head. Oh, gotcha. He keeps her own head, head above right. the water with the beak and the thieves' <laughs> yeah. tools. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Uh, Misunderstood. It. Yeah, 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 okay, gotcha. Okay, so you guys are back at camp. What are you going to do? Can I treat her with a, um, a healing kit? 
Um, Cause, like she's unconscious, but she's not. Um, is she stable and unconscious? You can tell that she's breathing. She's not bleeding. She's just unconscious at the moment. You can give me a nature check. Fey are not something that you encounter every day. It's not like they run amok as much as humans do everywhere in the countryside. It is a rare occurrence. And so you remember your teacher talking to you about different kinds of fey. And I mean, you think maybe this might be one of the creatures that he was talking about. And he used to mention things about thimblefuls of dew from a flower or honey or something like this. Something sweet as being like a nectar for them. I am going to turn to Thorn and say, have you got any of your, um, your ink left over? I mean, I've got a little bit. What are you going to do with it? I'm going to taste it first to see if it kills me. So I'm going to dip my flip, my flip, flipper in and take a drop of it and put it on my tongue and see if it tastes sweet um, and make sure I don't die. And yeah, does it taste sweet or does it taste poisonous? At that point, Volan would come over and he's got a little bit of knowledge with regard to some of this as well. So he too is going to try to attempt to determine if this is bad. So with his one skill there, I suppose you can attach it to his intelligence to see if he can determine as well as the two of you attempt to take a taste of this, the ink that Thorn has constructed. So are we... Uh, he's rolling an intelligence check, or is it? I would say tie his intelligence to his his kit that he has. A poisonous kit. Yeah, because I think there was one of those amongst the goods that you. Ah, uh, there was. I grabbed it. Of course you would. Give it to freaking Volan. Oh, <laughs> I'll give it back to him. I figured I'd start getting all the Volan stuff because he wasn't here. Everything else that's there belongs to Volan. Just take the lot. The short bow. I put the short bow in the party sheet for you there. I noticed, but I already um, used it. Oh, you had oh, one, so I'll, I'll delete yeah, that so then. Delete that. Okay. And there's a quiver and some arrows as well. I took the arrows. Um, there's an extra quiver. As the eel is being hooked, perhaps? I don't know. We'll have to get that really good skin the... I made for you. <laughs> we'll go through the tent redundant now. and pick up some of the stuff, like the rope, torches, knife and dagger, a pouch, and she will then unclothe herself and hang everything up to, to dry. Not being particularly embarrassed or whatever since you have seen her naked many times before anyway being a slave it's and just all. feathers isn't it yeah it's it's feathers right and she points at the black clothing and looks at thorn could you have a look one more time it is it makes me 
It doesn't make a sound. What are you referencing? What do you want me to look at? The, the black clothing that sh that oh. we picked up in the in the underbarrels. Um, uh, I can have a look. I'm not sure exactly uh, what you want me to see. Um, but I'll, I'll examine the clothing if you want me to. Have we done the, the test of the poison stuff? Have we come up with a solution to that yet? I did roll a poisonous kit roll. It was a 10. Volan would let you know that it would not be wise to use this. So, Volan... Um, oh, well, do I know what the the um, flower would be? Well, you can... Have I enough history from... What I would suggest is if you once more look at what the link is associated in your herbalism kit. Yep. Does that help answer some of your questions? You would need to forage is what you would need to do. Okay. Then I'll forage. What, what are you trying to do? How long is it going to take? This could take a long time to see if you could find something here. I mean, if you're just going to look in this glade. Are you trying to uh, heal her or wake her? Yeah, trying to, trying to bring her out of her unconscious state. I, I walk up and cast Kill Wounds on her and see if that does anything. Okay. You cast Cure Wounds on her and her eyes slowly blink open. And she uh, looks... Yeah, I was going to say, uh, no, but uh, she's awake now. Oh, cool. Well done. So she looks about slowly, looking about her eyes slowly open up and open wide. And you can see that her the irises of her eyes are black as midnight. Just the irises, not, not the entire eye just the irises and she looks about at you guys and her eyes get larger and larger as she seems to become fully awake she flutters her wings a little bit testing a little bit and you see a little bit more of those silvery that silvery dust kind of shake loose as she flutters her wings and she looks then as she as she continues to check her wings she slowly stands up on her two feet I assume that you left her on the ground. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would, yeah, I wouldn't have brought her up for that. You being the closest, having cast cure wounds on her, she starts to flap her wings a little bit and jumps a little bit, flaps her wings, jumps a little bit more. Clearly, you know, testing to make sure that everything is still working, and slowly she starts flapping her wings and managing to take flight, and she starts to fly slowly up in front of you thorn and as she gets up to to where your face is her tiny hands reach out and they grab the sides of your face and she looks at you very closely and then she says in one word she just says <laughs> in a tiny squeaky voice she says something in a language that you don't recognize at the moment but volan does and he hears it and he's like she, she's asking, she said, you. 
Um, yeah, easy, easy now. Um, uh, my name's Volan. Um, that's my friend over there. He is. Uh, uh, sorry, my name's Thorn. He, that friend over there, he's uh, Volan. I was going to say what? Yeah, I know. Um, uh, we we, uh, we noticed you were caged before, and we just wanted to help. Uh, I hope we have helped you. Do, do you understand us? She looks at you for a long time as she flutters in front of your face, and then she shakes her head from left to right, and then she moves over and flies to the next closest, which is Volan. And she looks at him and grabs his face as well. And she does the same thing and asks the same question in Sylvan, asking if it's you. She looks for a long moment. Her wings flutter a little bit weakly and she drops a little bit, but she picks herself up. She looks and again, she shakes her head from left to right. And then looking back around, she sees the clickers the next closest. She comes over and she grab, she puts her hands next on the sides of your beak, looks you deeply in the eyes as well. And once more, she asks the same question in Sylvan. She looks at you for a while, shakes her head, flies over to Norbit, and, you know, weakly flies over to where Norbit is, and again takes the strange turtle's face in her hands and asks, and again shakes her head. She looks about. <laughs> she looks about her, and, and she looks off looking past you guys towards the on the opposite side of the clearing where the the entrance uh, on the clearing is she looks at that for a long moment and then she says and something else that she says in in sylvan a slightly longer expression and volan says she, she says uh, he calls and then she flies up in the air, uh, getting some height, so she's about 15 feet in the air. Then she flies back down, and she flies in front of you, Thorn. And she looks at you for a long time. She gives you a nod, and she says the following in, in Sylvan. Pesluria. Volan hears that, and he says, he kind of scratches his the side of his face a little bit, kind of a little bit unsure of what he just heard, and he says... Maria? And when he says that, the little fairy, the little sprite, looks back up in the air and then she flies back up to the top of the canopy of the of the clearing and she disappears from sight. When you hear the word Tesluria Thorn, you recognize it actually give me no, you're an archaeologist. You know this name. You know this as being the ancient capital city of the Nuria Natal. And it had gone... You're not sure if it went into... If it fell hundreds of years ago or if it was a millennia ago. But it was a long time ago. And you're, you're not really sure about that. Because it was never really the focus of your studies. But your studies... Because of what you were focused on, you do know that name, and you do know that at one time, prior to, for some reason, the goddess Bastet having no longer put her favor on that city, it fell into ruin. And you know that it's somewhere in the, in the, shoot, what is the name of the desert? 
the desert that is the crescent desert and that's the that would have been the desert that you guys would have been going into if you stayed with the slaves the slave drivers did you just say Tesloria there Volan? why well, I didn't she did okay well if if she mentioned that that's that's weird um that that is a uh, uh, a ruin. Uh, is it something that's disappeared? Like it's it's a ruin, but no one knows where it is, or it's common knowledge where it is. Again, not being the main focus of what you're studying, you have heard people talk about it, and you're you're sure that it's not that it's lost per se. It's just that nobody ever goes there because now it seems to be shrouded in mystery and danger it's it's a a, a lost city well not a lost city uh, but it's a uh, no one goes there it's uh, considered dangerous um uh i, I i'm conf very confused that that person would uh mention this uh the, the god basset um forsake that uh, forsook that uh, city and um, now, now it's haunted or something. What do you think, Bolin? And he's just like, oh, I mean, I've never heard. I'm from the south. Oh, I'm not familiar very much. I mean, I know Nuria Natal. I mean, it's famous, you know, the Desert Kingdom, powerful, powerful nation. But uh, the ins and outs, yeah, I, I don't know. All right. Well, you're not very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor Ryan. <laughs> I, but we haven't killed him yet. No, but that's because there's been no combat. Just lucky. We can change that. So basically, you guys would have spent roughly close to three hours by now. Actually, probably closer to three and a half hours with the things that you've been doing since you arrived. So we still got plenty of time left. I'm going to start cooking up some brew. Going to brew me up some mushrooms. Speaking of mushrooms, the Zer mushrooms she would now give to Volan. And uh, yeah, just just say nothing. She's just sending him to, uh, handing him the mushroom. Okay, just put him in the party sheet. I'm gonna brew up a bunch of mushrooms. It's gonna take about six hours. So I'm assuming if we got here early morning and we've been doing this for three hours, a bit it's about lunchtime now. You would have six consistent hours, not when you're doing any other activities. It would need to be six hours from now yeah that's what i'm trying to figure out what time it is now it's about lunchtime about 12 1 no it's check your chat window oh okay so plenty of time so i'm going to take uh the herbalism kit and a bunch of mushrooms were you not foraging no no because um the sprite was healed okay Something you could have done as well, but anyway. 
Yeah, one of us figured that out a bit later and there was no need for you to bring it up and embarrass me because I already feel like a bit of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you could perhaps have just said, come over here while I kick you in the bum and say, hey, dickhead, read the instructions. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now that I feel like a complete fool, I'm going to try and do something really clever. I'm going to spend six hours brewing up some mushrooms. Okay, so. In the party sheet. They should be, but it only transferred one. Sorry, should what have was been clicker? Five. These are mushrooms that was supposed to put in the party sheet, right? Oh, and when you they drag, should be if you five. Press shift, and if you shift left click and drag, it'll drag all of them. Right, but there is none in my inventory. And oh. it's only one in the party sheet. Even though it was five in my inventory before. Oh, okay. Fine. I'll, are you sure it was five? Just five? All right. Yes. I updated it. The other one's already withered. Oh, yes. The ones that you had before, and then you gathered your second batch. So, yeah, there was just the five. Yeah, okay. So, you have inside a herbalism kit... Did you look at the stuff that you have? I did, and I have a herbalism kit, and it's crafting, which uses intelligence. Yes. If it is a bit of herbs that just require things like a mortar and a pestle and whatnot, and to mix, but if it requires things like brewing, brewing will usually mean either you need a brewer's kit or an alchemist's kit. Ah, oh, you're killing me. <laughs> It is brewing. It needs to be brewed for six hours and then strained. Yes. Things that you do not have. This is correct. So we'll abandon that idea. In the meantime, as you're sitting there, this is what you guys would have noticed about the... Um, the entrance. The entrance, you can see the opening looks to be about 15 feet across from top to bottom towards the opening can be seen an ancient worn path the woods around the opening turn into a spiraling mass of vines that form a perfectly round half cylinder the passageway of plant life extends ahead for hundreds of feet before turning to complete darkness now i couldn't find a good picture of that so this these are the pictures i did find so between the two of these is what I think is how I imagine it. Only the smallest lances of sunlight manage to pierce the dense flora, which causes most of this tunnel to be cast in darkness. In these beams of focused light that break through the vines, plant life thrives. How's that ruin going, Nobbit? Uh, mate, I, I needed a still and I haven't got one, so we've abandoned that idea. You've been moving too fast, have you? Oh, not that kind of still, right? <laughs> no, not that kind of still. But it is quite nice sitting here in the tent by the lake. I see no reason to move on. Why don't we just stay, <laughs> just stay for a bit what longer? About, what about you, Volan? Do you think we should progress? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm, 
I'm kind of happy. It's it's bloody amazing that I still can't get over that uh, you pulled a bow out of a, a freaking fish and then he pulled a freaking battle axe. It makes no sense to me. Hey, Poland, did you want to go fishing yourself? Uh, I, I'm not sure. Um, I, I, I can't fish worth shit. Uh, I don't know how in the hell Clicker managed to do what he did. Or she did. So, so I walk him up um, to the, the uh, edge of the water and go, Hey, Volan, what's Norbert doing over there? And then I push him in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do that. You're going to push athletics and he's going to see if he can keep his ground. So I will roll his... What is he going to do, athletics or acrobatics? I think he'll do acrobatics. Yeah. Oh man. So you try to push him and he stumbles backwards, but he catches his foot and he's like, as he's stumbling backwards, he reaches out and he grabs your hand and he tries to yank you in instead. All right. So th is that another contested roll? Yeah. So he's now he's doing athletics and you're doing whichever you want to six. <laughs> <All right>. 35. <laughs> so he grabs at your hand and gives it a yank as he recovers his balance and throw pulls you taking your momentum against you and drops you into the water. I, I try and grab a, a hold of him as I'm pulling it. <laughs> Once more then giving your athletics and his acrobatics. Oh Jesus. Dirty five. Come on, nine. Oh, on a nine. So <laughs> as you're falling, you manage just to nab onto his traveler's clothes and you pull him in as well. And, and the two of you end up in the water. The fish scatter away from you. All right, I get out of the water quickly and uh, make sure the parchment's okay. <laughs> yes, the backpacks have managed to... You can see that the water started to get through, but... Thankfully, you did not ruin your parchment. So I'm not going to repeat that, Alex. <laughs> Do it uh, again. All right. Now go in there and fish something. Maybe you'll get something. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll guess I'll try. All right. So you can give have him do a survival. He is not having any luck. He sticks his hands in the water and he just he pulls up nothing but water. I roll my eyes, put my pack down, and dive in. Okay, so you can give me your survival check. No, you do it like this, full one. All right, give me your percentile roll, please. Oh, not 34. Okay, 16. So you dive in and... You grasp and you grasp and you grasp and there was at least four fish that you had your hands wrapped around but unfortunately you were not able to keep your grip on them and they slipped out of your hands each time. Do I keep going? You can give me another percent or another um, survival check. Yeah, okay. All right. Give me another percentile roll. Oh, come on. Really? <laughs> Again, you reach out and it's, you know what? Wait a second. That was 18. Let me see. Hold on a second. Let me just read this one more time. No, no, there is no, no. So again, same thing that happens. You are just so, so close, but you sit there and you think about it and you're wondering, maybe you might have better luck shooting one with your bow and arrow, 
perhaps. Uh, keep going. All right. <laughs> You're in the water for a good hour, and you finally manage to capture a, an a hour? largemouth bass. I'm in the water for an hour? It's taken you a long time of diving around, diving around. You can't do like five minutes. I'm going to survival check every five, you know, and get three survival checks in five minutes of fishing. This takes time. You dive and you dive and you jump and you, you swim about. And eventually you do. You manage to get your hands wrapped around a largemouth bass. Now I show him the, the fish and go, okay, now you try. And I drop it back in the water. <laughs> oh, that's mean. So, so mean. Uh, well, since, since what is Norbert and Clicker doing while these guys are fussing about at the pool? Uh, Norbert's just sitting up there watching the guys fluffing around. Okay. Clicker is going to wash her boots properly. Get rid of the stench. Using, using water from, from the pond, but not washing it in the pond directly, but taking water out first. <laughs> in smart. any sort of any sort of container that we may have for that. In the mess kit you would find pots. Okay, that's good. And then she's just gonna lie down on the bedroll and watch the clouds. Well, you can't see clouds because the canopy covers this clearing. Watch the canopy. So, yeah. It's even more interesting. Norbert's just yeah. going to have a look around the tent, inside and outside, see if there's anything interesting. Occasionally looking at the at the pond to see Thorn thrashing around in the water and Volan looking at him. Give me your investigation check. You're able to determine that you could actually readily disassemble this tent and bring it with you. Oh, that's good, because I'd already assumed that I could do that. And, <laughs> and that's why it's currently in my inventory. There shouldn't have been a tent inside your inventory. How did you get one? I dragged it across in preparation for next week. Yeah, all right. So Actually, it's 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 gone. It's shown up again back in the party sheet. Well, I just added it to the party sheet because it wasn't meant uh, to be there until someone figured out. Yeah. I should I should intentionally just because you did that. No, you can't have the tent now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Is Volan going to give it a whirl then? I suppose. So sure. Give me a survival check, as he kind of grinds his teeth at you. All right, he tries, and he manages, you know, not to do your antics. So he tries to follow what Clicker does. Give me a percentile roll for him. Good one, Valen. Holy shit. <laughs> it's a humpback wild. <laughs> so I need you to give me another percentile roll, please. All right. Volan reaches his hands into another watery hole. And he searches around for a bit. And he gets this kind of odd look on his face. Kind of like a the puzzled look. And as he 
pulls his hands back up inside his hands is a clam. Well, great um, catch. <laughs> that was hard. That's, that's not really a fish. I mean, that's just a, that that wouldn't have even been moving. How did you do that? That that's uh, just not I really mean, catching fish. Well, I mean, it, it's it's food, isn't it? And so he takes his knife out that he got from the tent and he starts trying to pry it open, pops open the uh, the the clam and they're sitting in the center of the clam is a pearl. I, I was going to say, look, Volan, were you not watching exactly what I was doing? We're catching fish here, not clams. <laughs> why do I try? I just, I just walk away. I don't even know why I try. I'll just give him the rope, yeah. It'll be fine. So he pulls the, the little pearl out. He's like, oh, how about that? I dropped it inside there. So this clam is actually 10 pounds, this clam. And you, he will be able to harvest five pounds of meat out of that, which he'll cook as well. So basically between the two 10-pound catfish, the eight-pound eel, and this 10-pound clam, so that gives you 10, 14, 19 pounds of food of fish meat you guys are feeling probably for the first time in a long time you're actually feeling full and pleased with yourselves i added that pill to volan's equipment do you want to add the rapier to him as well and most of the other he probably stuff. doesn't need the rapier the rapier is clickers yeah oh yeah that's right his toy. He gets the Gee, mushrooms though. Oh, he, you guys, the mushrooms back to him. He probably does need a weapon actually, because he's a hexblade. It seems. Yeah, we didn't fish one for him. Here's the thing. Yep. He's got that sword that he collected from the skeleton, and as it stands now, none of you guys oh, yeah. have actually sat and tried to figure out and attune to some of the things that you might have collected that perhaps are magical. Well, we haven't had a chance yet. I haven't got anything at all. Now is the time to do that. We can just attune to something we don't know is magical, but perhaps is magical. I would like to attune to the silk rug. Now, please. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to to attune to the mess kit or the flask, please. I have a candle. In D&D 5e, if there's something that's not identified, you can basically sit and focus on it for a period of an hour. And over the period of the hour, you basically become connected to it to the point that you'll be able to identify it. So does that work with the... What what happened to the black clothes, by the way? Thorn said he did look at it, but... I can't quite remember. Did he did he find anything? I was not able to determine anything other than okay. their black clothes. But you could try to attune to it. Yeah, that is what uh, what she's gonna try. Because they seem very odd. What about the fancy clothing? You want to try to attune to your fancy clothing? Sure, why not? Alright. So you attune to your fancy clothing. Volan attunes to his sword. 
clicker attiring tunes to your black clothes? Do you enjoy your fancy clothes there, Volan? Does he have fancy clothes as well, Volan? Sorry, uh, Thorn? Uh, yeah, I see, that seems okay. So, Volan attuned to his sword, and basically his sword is a copper masterwork sword. Masterwork being that it gives him a plus one to his attacks, not to his damage, just to attacks. And the bow? The bow is just a bow. Okay. And the clothes? The black ones? Your black clothes? You should see them now. Mm -hmm. Your black clothes are dark weave. So dark weave is a special fabric that gives you just a plus one to your stealth checks. Hey, um, these clothes, they seem to uh, let me uh, turn invisible when I want to. And I um, uh, enact the uh, special incantation and, and turn invisible. Okay. One second. I'm going to... I'm going to put you on mute for a second, Tua. And then I'll unmute, unmute you in a minute. Or I'll, I'll drag you into the Whispers channel, and I'll tell some the guys something, and then I'll drag you back. Aww. So when he does that, when he... As he tells you, and he's so excited about what he does, and he invokes this thing, and you guys are waiting for him to disappear from sight... Instead, you don't see that he does not disappear from sight. All of a sudden, he's standing stark naked. Ooh. Okay. I like it. I'm going to bring him back. So, Thorn, you disappear from sight. You invoke the spell to make yourself invisible. And you, you disappear from sight from the other guys. They stand there looking at where you were. And... You kind of see them. I don't know. What are you guys are doing when you you uh, see him there? I'm just stunned. I'm looking around and going like, hey, uh, he's gone. Now that's impressive. Now that is really impressive. And I'm just turning around doing 360s and going, that's amazing. I have not seen anything that impressive for such a long time. So this is the uh, Emperor's uh, new clothes sort of situation? Something like that, sure. <laughs> Clicker. I was, I was thinking more just, of your Long John Holmes, but yeah, that'll do. Clicker is just focusing on, on the spot where Thorne was standing before. And you can see that her eyes are starting to get a little smaller as she's pulling her brows together. All right, not the expression I was after. Um, I, I, can I let go of the spell? And once you let go of the invisibility spell, you are back there, clothed as you were. Can uh, are these cursed? Can I take them off? Let me just check here. I'm just rolling around on the ground, laughing hysterically. <laughs> they don't say that they're cursed. That's because you can't see. <laughs> yeah. Like no, you are not able to take them off. Yeah. Okay. Thought as much. Oh, well, they look nice as they are. That's a great trick. I love it. Do you want to take any of the stuff out of the party sheet and give it to th um, Volan? Uh, a lot. Yeah, we can give him a candle. 
I think the sling is just going to stay put, probably. <laughs> no, the sling. <laughs> no way. I'm keeping the sling. Will you take the sling, then? Well, if nobody takes the sling, Flicker is going to take it. Because she even has three pebbles collected already to use it with. Cool, okay, you take the sling and we'll see what happens. I think Volan has dark vision, so he doesn't need the torches. Someone else. Who else doesn't have dark vision? I don't have. Would he be someone that would take... Yeah, he would take the quiver. Because he, he would certainly be someone who would be interested in shooting from a distance, I think. Clicker, you got dark vision? Mm -mm. Do you want? Does he want some arrows? Although he doesn't have any way of shooting. No, he doesn't. Shooting arrows. Well, those um, traveler's clothes fit me. You'd look at them once more, similar to the other ones that you tied into your 10-foot rope, and note that, sadly, these two are not of a size for you. Can't sort of let them out or anything to sort of make it nut. <laughs> Perhaps if you had a sewing kit. I'll take them anyway, and just in case I can make them fit later. And after all, I'm the only one walking around without any clothes on. Well, you've got your loincloth. That's true. Okay. Who wants the candle? So there's a candle and the two torches. I already have one. And I mean, if anybody's going to take the mushrooms, are you taking those mushrooms, Norbert? Uh, I thought he gave them to Volan when he... Um, no, they're in the party sheet. That's right. Okay, I'll take them. That's fine. And so that was at least another... An hour of messing around fishing. An hour to a tune. Okay. Did you actually have anything to a tune there, Norbert? No, I've got nothing. Unless you're going to tell me my battle axe is special. No. So what's what's next for you guys? It's it's roughly now you can see by the position of the sun. It's clear to you, but from the position of the sun. Actually, everybody can give me a nature check. Is that not survival? To determine the time? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Just shift your modifier to, to what that is, so... Quicker is 17. Do you want Wollins. me survival or...? Yeah, it should be survival. Alright. Well, that's terrible for me. Yeah. <laughs> so Norbit and Clicker... Volan would be a 13. You guys, and Volan as well, you guys are pretty sure. I mean, it's clear that it is afternoon. But because of the position of the sun in the sky, you're you're pretty, pretty confident that you guys are still in the Southlands. Since the sun is in the north instead of the south. What else are you going to do? Well, actually, it's 11.30. We could probably call it there for tonight, and we can pick up with what you guys are going to do after that. How's that sound? That sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. That leaves it not a cliffhanger, but you did quite a bit, I think. I thought that was exceptionally good. 
I'm Mick, and I play Norbit. Hi, my name is Ryan, also known as Unlucky Geek on Mixer. I'll be playing the Trollkin Warlock named Valen. Hello, my name is Atua, and I will be playing Thorn of the Tiefling Bard. This is Ivan, I'm 28, and I'm the community manager of Hammerdog Games. And I'm going to be playing Clicker, a Ravenfolk locksmith. And then there is me. I am Dagaba, and you're listening to a Crimson Nib podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Crimson Nib or at Facebook.com slash Crimson Nib. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please rate and review me on Google Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, good people, adieu.